Hello, and welcome to this episode of Artists in Depth. I'm Alan Powell, and together with my co-host Bill Key, we talk with guest artists and explore links between their creativity and their identity. No matter your choice of expression, Artists in Depth provides an opportunity for the listener to ask the same questions of themselves that are being asked of our guests and to reflect on their own identity through the work they've created. And without further ado, let's get on with our podcast. This episode of Artists in Depth is sponsored by Equity Showcase in Toronto, Canada, embracing all artists by developing, uniting, advocating, and empowering the arts community. Visit equityshowcase.ca to discover all their initiatives. Our guest today is Rupinder Nagra. Rupinder was born in Punjab, India, and grew up in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. He's known for his critically acclaimed and award-winning portrayal of Amal Kumar in the feature film Amal. The film itself won over 20 awards internationally. Other film credits include Kurban, Omerta, and the multiple award-winning The Etruscan Smile with Brian Cox. His stage credits include The Other Place, A Midsummer Night's Dream, and My Brother and Sisters. Rupinter continues to fuel his passion for acting and storytelling by learning from world-class industry leaders such as Stephen Frears and Christopher Doyle. But it's his critically acclaimed portrayal of Amal Kumar that stayed with him and continues to bring him accolades from those who see the film and praise him through social media. For our discussion, Rupinder reflected on Amal being a vessel for his own personal change. He looked at what it means to be in the moment in his own life versus his focus on material gain. We also explored his penchant for not wanting to be himself when he acts, and his need to belong, and the eye-opening experience he had one night in India while preparing for his role in a mall that impacted his outlook on life. Rupinder Nagra, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm going to start off this conversation with a question. Uh, a role that has impacted you in your way of being in the world. Uh, it would be the role of Amal Kumar that I play in the movie Amal. Can you give us some context of what the role is and what the film is about? Sure. So Amal is about a, a rickshaw, auto rickshaw driver in New Delhi, India. Uh, somebody who has a duty and he treats his job as a duty. It's a way of life. And um, I've described the film as a fable set on the streets of New Delhi, where you have this rich man looking for somebody with a heart of gold, and he finds it um, in this rickshaw drug. I loved the innocence of Amal, um, somebody who just loves life and loves what he does. As the person Rapinder Nagra, it was really eye-opening for me um, in terms of how I approach life. Um, I don't know, I, I try not to sometimes get too profound because it's like, oh, this role changed me and now this is how I live my life. But it really made me look at life differently in terms of how I want to try to lead my life and, and, and how, I, um, how I value success, uh, which is really interesting because in the entertainment industry, um, you know, success is valued in many different ways. It's, you know, is success the amount of money you make? Is success um, the bigger projects you get? 
Um, or is it just the fact that, geez, I, I get an opportunity to do my craft and is that success? And it's a, it's, I don't know, it's a constant check-in point. Um, but I do constantly in life think about that role and it's been several years since I've done it. And luckily knock on wood, people still reach out to me who, cause the film still has its life. On. Was there something different about you before you took on that role that, that you to shift within yourself in order to become that? I think as an actor, uh, every character you take on, there's a part of you that exists within your body and you kind of have to open up that lens a little bit more. You might have to lean into something a little bit more than others. Um, but, you know, it's funny because the director of the movie, Rishi and I, we've become good friends and we constantly talk about this because he was like, you know, he goes, I, you were the only actor who could play that role because, um, you embody those elements of humble like that's that's you and I always think about those comments and I was like I really don't feel I do right I I really feel like before I took on that role yeah I was a nice person or whatever but I think a lot of things was really uh, it was just really me centric like it was really about what do I need to do because I need to hustle and get here and do this and achieve this and do that and I need to make a billion dollars by this date and then I'm good. And I think I had an eye-opening experience with the film, which was, so when we knew we we're gonna make this movie, I, I, I was born in India, but I was brought up in Canada. So, you know, brought up outside of Toronto in a little a steel town called Hamilton, not a little town, because if anyone, <laughs> they'll be like, so we're not a little town, we're a humongous town. But to get the opportunity to play a rickshaw driver in New Delhi, um, was a dream come true because so, so you look at the actor element that's why I became an actor was to be able to do roles like this so when the fi film was greenlit we were going to do it I took off to New Delhi um, eight months in advance and took the script with me and the eye-opening experience that happened to me is when I was going there um, the director introduced me to his family friends who had a rickshaw driver who um, worked for the family, did odd chores, would pick up stuff from the shops and that. And uh, Rishi was like, you know, get in touch with them and they'll introduce you to um, Chumminlal. And I was like, okay. And, you know, I met him. He was, it was amazing. Uh, but the moment that really opened it for me is he invited me over to his house. He's, he's like, you must come and, you know, spend time with my family and please come and, you know, have a meal. So I went to his house. It's a small little house, maybe one, one room, not that big, but they were so welcoming. Like, you know, nothing was too much. Like it was, I, I think I, I stayed with him for about, you know, first it was an hour. I didn't want to stay too long. And he's like, no, no, there's still the whole evening. Please stay. They shared their food. We shared laughs. And it was all about connection and enjoying that moment of time. And I remember leaving and just going back to my hotel and just being so touched by the love, the empathy, the conversation, um, and also watching the way he related with his family and his kids. And I was just like, oh my goodness. Like I, I think it, it just made me take a step back and just think that, wow, you know, in the, hustle bustle of life and everything do I actually take those moments out with friends with family 
that, that really affected me um, in a good way. It's that one evening, that one interaction that actually has stayed with me forever. Um, and so I feel like when I approach, and you know, and you know, and then you, when I approach life, it's not to say every day I'm sitting down and making sure I connect with everyone, but it's also make, realizing that um, those moments are important and it's not really about, um, you know, so-and-so has this and I need to have that, or, you know, it's not about, we need a family vacation once a year for us to bond. No, it's in the moment. We're with each other every day. And, and it's interesting that the pandemic is happening now because I think a lot of people are realizing that, right? Um, that those bonding moments are important. So I feel if there was anything from that movie, one of the things that kind of personally for me has made me adjust my life or maneuver a bit would, would, would be that. You know, I talked about earlier on when I was saying to Bill that, you know, as an actor, I think everything exists within us. You just have to be open, open to going down that route. And I feel like maybe Amal was that vessel allowed me to kind of open that up a little bit more in terms of how I approach life. What you were saying before, um, Rupinda, is that uh, you, what you brought into it as well is that you had become you know, you, you had the ethos of, a, of an actor growing into that industry and, or, or, or reaching into that industry and working towards being a success in that industry and that, that maybe that had become a focus for you. And when you met, you know, for instance, when you met people in India who were working in that industry and you met people who had a different set of values on life and, and had a different idea of what success was, that maybe what was behind your drive to be an actor, being that, that person who had that different set of values began to come through and you began to connect with it. That's just what I'm hearing. You're right on that. Cause I think um, for me and the reason I was able to connect to, to those other values that that's what success is. It's, 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 it isn't those things, monetary things. It's success to me, but I needed this, almost this project was my vessel to realize that, that actually no, you know what, for you, as an artist, as an actor, success in life is that being happy and where you are at in the moment, right? And it's interesting because um, I think now I'm starting to come to terms a bit with actually it's okay to want to have those monetary things. It is okay. It's not a, oh, that is terrible. You can never want to have a bigger house and stuff like that. You can never want to go on a vacation. No, those things are okay. It's okay to want those because those almost become like a bit of a pulling drive. But it's not just about that. There's this balance of just being okay in the moment that you're at. So it's, it's I feel like I'm finally, maybe after doing Amal, I'm starting to hit a middle ground where I'm like, yeah, no, it's okay. Like this is, you know, I want to go on this vacation, but if I don't get there, geez, I'm like, I'm in Miami right now. I'm going to go to the park and I'm going to be happy with that moment. I'm not going to let my head sit and think about wanting to be in Italy. Right. Um, uh, but it's okay to want that because I don't do feel I had, I did, <laughs> I did have a moment where I came out of Hummel where I was like, those things are bad. <laughs> right. You're, 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 you, you, it's not about that because that doesn't feel right. It's about this. And that also didn't feel right to me. So it's, 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 
it's really, and that's where actually it's funny. And that's why Amal, the role itself, that person, that character, he was so good because, you know, in the story, he has this love interest who he always dreamed of being with. Like, but he just thought that that was so far away, but he did dream of it. Like it was this thing, this moment. And then, but he was okay of not having it. But when that moment arrived to actually, it was a possibility, he embraced it, right? Um, so, yeah, so I think there's so much that I'm still learning from that character day to day that, not day, but moments that arise where I'm like, yeah, Mr. Amal Kumar, what would you do in this moment? Um, Very much sounds like that, Richard, that you're, that you have, that you're continually learning from that character uh, and integrating um, those elements uh, that were so inspiring at the moment. And, it, and, and there's something about... Um, and what you described in your own life right now, uh, or during since that time, and it sounds like there is that kind of a battle or a conflict uh, that uh, that it's the uh, the success and the money and, and the material stuff that goes with that, and versus the love, the empathy, the connection uh, of just being in the moment, um, and. And it sounds like you like you, and you've just admitted it that you you you're, that that's what's happening right now. You're now coming to the realization that uh, I do want those material things, but I also want the connection. So maybe mm. a little bit to, about that battle for you as a, a, a as a as a as an artist and, and as, a, as a human being. Yeah. I, it's like a very complicated. <laughs> like, this is very complicated. Can't you ask me what ice cream I like? <laughs> Sorry, um, vanilla or chocolate? Vanilla, really good organic vanilla ice cream with some peanut butter and cashew nuts. I, I love having you. It was great to have you on the show, Rupinder. Thanks so much. <laughs> yeah. Was the film filmed in the English language or? It was, it was filmed in Hindi, actually. So it was in Hindi. Um, uh, it was a mixture. So my character, of course, being a rickshawala, only sp spoke Hindi. But when the film got into the middle class, upper class, there was it was more English, right? Um, a mixture of the language. It was all about body language, too, and really getting into the skin of, of the rickshaw driver that eventually what I wanted is by the time we started filming, uh, there was no North American essence within my body. You know, it's interesting because as a little kid growing up, I think that's why Amal just hits me. I always dreamt that being an actor would be that, that I'll grow up, I'll get to travel the world, and then I'll be doing movies like Amal, like, you know, like where I get to do these characters and become other things. And because yeah. I, re I remember as a kid growing up in Canada, um, I love getting lost in other things, like becoming somebody other than me. And I don't know if that has to do, because I grew up in Canada in the 70s. And I, I've been, I don't know, maybe it's, you're getting me in a reflective mode, but uh, mood at the moment. But I keep thinking back about whether my drive to become an actor was that growing up in the 70s, there weren't, even though a lot of my friends were from different um ethnic backgrounds. I wonder if there's a part of me that felt like I didn't necessarily belong as who I was. And in order to escape, I had to become another person. And that became the drive to want to become an actor. Because even to this day, I'll tell you quite honestly, when I do 
projects or I work on film or television or whatever, the only roles that I feel satisfy me is where I, I, I don't exist. Like, I feel like I don't see Rapinder. And Amal to me is like, yeah, he's Rapinder's not there at all. I'm just going to try something and then hand it over to Bill. Um, Rupinder might just shut me down again, but we'll see. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I, 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 I refuse to answer your questions. Fine, fine. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna state two things. Uh, when you were younger, you said that there was a sense of not feeling that you belonged, um, and I'm assuming um, that because of culture and, and whatnot. Um, and the other, but the other, and what I'm connecting that to is your need to not be you and to have to act. So I'm just gonna leave those two pieces on the table. In many ways, what if what I was about to say is a tangent from what you just said, and I, and I really connect with what you just said in relation to what Rapinda just, just brought just now. Um, in a way, one of the questions I was gonna ask, and this may have been to do with, with my question to you, Rapinda, about the language of the, the, the primary language of the film, was about your cultural connection with, you know, it was about any kind of, awakening or, or um, reaffirming or solidifying your cultural connection with India, mm. having grown up in, in Canada and then the UK. And, yeah. yeah, well, you know, it was interesting because I, I always felt um, really connected with India. And, and the main reason being is every summer was spent in India. So every summer, my friends were going to Disney. We were jumping on a plane and going to the fields of Punjab. I mean, growing up, it's funny, I look at it and as I look at my childhood and I'm like, I had a pretty good childhood. Like it wasn't necessarily, I have friends who had a horrific time fitting in the seventies and being from, from a different background. Um, I remember like, you know, me and I don't know, maybe I, I was just so innocent that I didn't realize we were getting, cause I had, like I was saying, uh, um, uh, several friends from different backgrounds and we all got picked on and I just felt like it was just all of us getting picked on. It wasn't just me, but maybe deep down inside, it was like, I did feel like that feeling of not truly belonging, like, you know, um, and you had, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, oh, it's interesting. But I think there's something there. I think it's, it's intriguing. I think it's interesting because I felt like, you know, I was doing stuff in school where, I was a big Elvis Presley fan and, and I was convincing and now it's like, it was a grade two teacher, but you know, I was convincing the grade two teacher for me to create a concert so we can do Elvis Presley on tour at the school, right. For the grade ones. And I really think back about those moments. Cause I was really adamant. I go, we got to do this, got great. But I was like, okay, I enjoyed that. But was that also a way? Cause I remember that feeling of being the guy who created this thing that and everyone's like oh that's the guy who the brown guy yeah he did the elvis oh that and i wonder if that was a way for me to show and state like look i'm good enough to do this stuff so get out of my way or whatever i like i just wonder you know what it kills a few birds with a stone there and that is the one you don't get the self uh two you get to be uh popular uh in the in the field that you want to be going in and yeah. you're accepted you're accepted, yeah. I look back at me as young Rapinder, I was like, 
wow, like you had some balls on you. You were kind of like, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to create this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Or, hey, all you white friends, we're going to recreate this massive Bollywood film and we're going to perform it in my parents' basement and your parents are going to come. None of them are Indian, but they're going to come and they're going to enjoy it, right? And we would do this stuff, right? And then it's interesting because as you come older, like to take those little risks, those you start, I don't know, as an adult, you get a little bit risk averse. You're like, ooh, do we do, we do this, right? Do you not? Right. Um, so I've been trying to think about what seven-year-old Dependor would do maybe in a way. I don't know. That's yeah. Really um, interesting. <laughs> but it's true. The child, the child in all of us is, is courageous. Yeah. And that's why this year, what I, I, what I'm trying to do is get back to that idea of taking a risk, like just like get rid of that. There's no doubt. Just do it. Take that risk. Whatever that risk, like, you know, what's the worst thing? Right? It just doesn't happen. Right? Because I even think about Amal, um, the only reason we got our financing is because we did the short film, Gorilla Style, in India. Like, once again, it was our little tribe that we created. And we had raised, I think we had, we threw a fundraiser at a, at a small little bar. This is pre uh, fundraising on the internet. So it was like, call your friends and we raise $5,000. And we're like, this is our budget for the film. And so we're all going to go to India. Everyone's going to pay their own flights. There's seven of us. And we're going to shoot this short film called Amal. And let's just go pull it off. Right. And that was, it was like an experiment. Right? Rishi had just came, come out of film school. I had met him at a networking event. And we went and for three days, we shot this thing on the streets of Delhi called Amal. And then we're like, let's edit it. And let's put it on the festival circuit, see what happens. And then Rishi came up with the idea, let's bring that into a feature, right? And then, but if we had never taken that risk or didn't have that creative thing of creating in that way, or me at that time being like, yeah, yeah, we'll just do it. I remember Rishi's like, how are we going to do this? I go, we're going to go to a fundraiser. We're going to go to India. Boom, done. That's how you do it, right? Um, if we never did, took that first initial step, I don't think Amal the feature would have happened. And it could just be like, once again, maybe being a kid, going back to me being a kid, where I was like, I belong. I have every right to be here. By doing Amal the feature and being like, boom, and saying, there you go. Like, I see, I do have every right. I have every right to be the lead in a film. I have every right. Um, to be doing this work, right? So, wow, see, I'm just, this is coming to my mind right now as we're just chatting. I'm like, wow, you know, because I remember after we finished Amal and I felt, felt so satisfying, in the back of my mind, I had this feeling of, there's a possibility I may never work again, right? Because as an actor, there's a possibility. You don't know what's gonna happen with a film or as a project. So when I look back at this film, I have to be so fucking satisfied that I did everything possible as an actor that I wanted to do. And I felt like I did that. But still in the back of my mind, I felt like, but at least, you know, I'll be, I'll work. I may not be doing like the leads, but at least there's like, okay, this is an actor who, who's, who's got the juice. We can get him to do play this role or whatever. And what's really intriguing to me that never happened. In, in in Canada at least now like I don't want to dump on Canada but like that just never happened like there wasn't anything like there weren't any rules like I did Amal and it was like he, the thing was like oh well where do we put him what do we do with him right like there wasn't 
but meanwhile, India started calling, right? And I was getting stuff in India. And so I was going to India to work and work on their big budget films. And like, you know, and I found that so intriguing, right? Cause I was like, I'm Canadian, but I'm not getting any work there. But now India is like, come work here. And for India, what's kind of Indian interesting is I think my generation, we're always in this weird middle ground. I'm not from India, right? So it's like, get the foreigner, <laughs> come work over here, right? Um, uh, so that that belonging thing is kind of intriguing as well. I think you've done a, a, such a wonderful job connecting, making all those, connecting all those dots and from um, uh, not belonging to creating a tribe with Amal, the, the director, Rishi, and you and whoever else was involved in that, um, to uh, you got to the place where it, you said, I have every right to be here. And it mm. was in that comfort in that um, community that you mm. were able to create really a character that was all out all or all in, I should say, Right. Uh, and um, it resonated with India. Right. And interesting, that's the tribe made to start with. We're all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just connected those dots right now while I was talking it through, where um, just realizing that those feelings, I, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it comes to constantly wanting to belong. Is there this. Like this, that feeling is that little, just constantly wanting to say, yeah, I do, I do, I do belong here. Like for me thinking about artists, acting, anything, uh, any kind of expression, if I don't belong, if I don't feel I belong, I can't fully express myself. Mm. You, how, what's your comment on that? Not about me, but how would you? About you? It's like, Alan, it's okay. You belong. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Like if you don't feel like you belong yet, there's always going to be a hesitation in terms of, in terms of how, cause you don't want to fully expose yourself. Right. I think as a, as an actor, as an artist, it's truthful when you're like, here I am, I'm, I'm bearing myself. I'm going to open up this vessel and this is what exists. Right. And it's why we go to see movies. It's why we go to the theater as a, as an audience or as people, we want to be moved in ways that we don't necessarily are able to be moved in real life because of filters or the way we exist. But as artists, you have to find that area and that space that says, yes, it's, 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 it's okay. That idea of belonging is uh, through this conversation and, and chatting is really, really important. Um, personally for me, now that I, I look, I feel like I belong in this, but there's that, it's a theme. It's a theme for me, this, 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 this idea of I've earned my right. And, you know, we go back, you have to get ready, prove, but it's, for me, that's what drives me. I, so it's that idea of being driven improving but belonging right so that word belonging for me personally when I reflect on this conversation we have actually holds a lot more weight than perhaps I thought it did for me personally as an actor as a person as a human being as a parent right um you know because I think even as a parent you have those it's interesting it was good that I was an artist because those doubts I have as a parent I always had as an actor too so you're like oh I I know what this feeling is yeah no I'm I'm I'm, I'm good enough to be a dad to raise a child I know yeah I guess I said I know that self-doubt I felt that when I was 20 right um but 
yeah, belonging is such a powerful thing for an individual. Um, it makes you feel safe. It makes you feel empowered. It makes you feel loved. It's a very powerful word, like I think for me and how I approach my work and just how I approach life in general, uh, more so than what I thought. A sense of belonging for me is so important. Um, yeah. Because it helps empower who I am. Yeah. And it is, it feels like when you feel like you, it's, it's almost like a nice security blanket that goes over you, right? It's a very important thing for people to feel in general, right? That they belong, like in society. I think if everybody had that feeling, it would just, I don't things would be a bit different, I think. And I'm just, especially, I mean, you're, uh, when you talk about it, it's highlighted or accented because of your color, the color of your skin, different culture. It's interesting because now I feel like I have to really think back about my childhood because I'm like, even though, like I say, like I always go back to it and I, I was, it was fine, right? But there, there probably was this little seed, right? Somewhere of not necessarily fitting in belonging exactly, right? Um, based upon what was happening in Canada in the 70s, right? And that that's like just a through line throughout everything, right? And it's funny, right? Because you grew up in Canada and you moved to London and we're living in London. You got, you got to belong, right? You got to put this, this is constant. Then I have to find my tribe in London. And then you start, you start belonging. You build your community. You're like, okay, you have this and you're doing the work. And then all of a sudden you're like, now I'm moving to Miami. <laughs> got to belong. Got, and it, 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 me for me, wow. Yeah, I think that is, is um, but hence why maybe, I always did it. I remember a friend asked me, do you find it, you know, tough when you move? Like when you're, you know, you were living in, in India for a while, then London and then this. And, and I was like, no, you just kind of adapt and you go and maybe it could be because that's what I was always doing. Like I, I, as a kid, I was always searching for those moments or those pockets. And it's like, okay, I got to do this to, 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 to belong, to, to get that comfort. Um, and perhaps as an actor, how I approach the work when I look at stuff and I'm like, yeah, this, this feels right. Like I can sit in this and, and, and I belong, I can stake whatever I need to do in this, no matter what the role is. Um, yeah. Yeah. I admire, I so admire your ability to embody characters. That's a real gift. That's talent. So. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's very kind. Uh I would like to, to wrap up, Rufender. Thank you being for being so honest and and having the courage to be uh, retrospective, introspective, uh, and sharing that. No, thank you. This was uh, quite special, both of you. Like I, I was looking forward to it. I have to say, I was a bit nervous, um, but um, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for for doing this, creating this. I think it's um, a fantastic gift that's being put out there. Thank you. Thank you very much for your for your time and your honesty and it's a real pleasure to meet you and to hear your story. If you've been inspired or moved by what you've heard on today's podcast, I invite you to visit our website artistsindepth.com. There you can sign up for podcast reminders, get in touch with us through email, or connect with other like-minded artists by sharing your thoughts on our blog and joining our community and finding out more about our initiatives. It's free and it's rewarding. Until next time. 
This episode of Artists in Depth is sponsored by Equity Showcase in Toronto, Canada. Embracing all artists by developing, uniting, advocating, and empowering the arts community. Visit equityshowcase.ca to discover all their initiatives. <laughs>